It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about their first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't know. A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. So much to talk about today. You can follow me on Twitter at James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. One big part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's the fastest growing podcast network in the world today. So what you get here with Locked On Bengals, exclusive Cincinnati Bengals content and coverage. You don't get anywhere else. Today you're going to hear from players from the locker room. I was at Paul Brown Stadium earlier. You're going to hear from Mike Nugent. You're going to hear from Giovanni Bernard. Look, tomorrow you're going to get even more. You're going to hear from Jeremy Hill. So th- there's going to be something every day that you do on, on Thursday. Joe Goodberry and I are going to recap the Bengals season since we're halfway through at the bye. It's a good stopping point to look back and see what they've done right, what they've done wrong. Can they get better? Will they make a playoff run for the sixth straight year? And so much more. So that kind of gives you a schedule about what we're looking at the next couple of days. But here's my thing with the Bengals, and I've talked about it, and you guys said I was too harsh, and I get it, but, oh, Andy Dalton. Well, he struggled, and yeah, he struggled. That's what he did on Sunday. He wasn't normal Andy. He wasn't 2016 Andy Dalton, who doesn't turn the ball over and can get the ball to A.J. Green, not only downfield, but over the middle. Slants, he was missing throws he normally makes. And it was interesting, yesterday on 700 WLW, Dave Lapham and Lance McAllister were talking, and Lapham expressed some worry with Dalton, not necessarily him, but what the effects of having a bad offensive line could do to him if it continues. Andy Dalton with an un-Andy-like day yesterday. The, yeah. the interception, the, the fumble, he missed some throws down the field. What did you, uh, what did you see in Andy? You know, I, I, I'm hoping that, um, that his, his clock has not been altered. You know, I mean, it's, he's, he's been hit a ton. The, the stat that uh, bothers me the most, one of the things I think that the Bengals really have to work on is right now, Lance, they are minus nine in sack ratio. I'm big Ooh. on that. 31st in the NFL, minus nine. The only team that is worse, that has given up nine more sacks than they've generated, the Indianapolis Colts, who are minus 17. Uh, <laughs> Luck has been sacked 31 times already on Ooh. pace for a 62-sack season. They've only gotten 14 sacks. They're minus 17. The Bengals have allowed 25 sacks. Dalton has been sacked more this half a season than he was all of last year and 
Uh, they've only generated 16 sacks, so they are minus nine. They're they're 31st. Indianapolis is worst. The Bengals are second worst, and third worst are the Cleveland Browns, who are minus eight. They've allowed 22 sacks and only generated 14. So when you look at you know Indianapolis and the reputation their offensive line has, and you look at the Cleveland, the reputation their offensive line has, for the Bengals to be in that mix is not where they've been. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have not been like they have not had these issues for for many years. Uh, you know, for that. In my opinion, one of the biggest reasons they've made the playoffs five years in a row and six out of the last seven is the offensive and defensive line. The consistency and continuity of performance uh, from those big guys has been a big, big factor. And I mentioned it during the game yesterday. Everybody, you know, the receiver position, highly scrutinized, and, and rightfully so, before the season. But that's far from their biggest problem. A lot of areas that the, they thought were going to be the strength of the Bengals has not lived up to par, hasn't been up to snuff yet. So... Some of these other other position groups, you know, during the bye, better you know take a little self evaluation, look in the mirror, and say, what can we do to make it better? Because they can be better than they're playing right now. They're just, eh, they're an okay football team, and 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 they can be better than that, and hopefully they will be better than that. That's Lance McAllister, also Dave Lapham, obviously right there, and and that's just great insight from Lap. Audio courtesy of 700 WLW in Cincinnati. Look, Andy Dalton struggled on Sunday. Is that Andy Dalton's fault? Was he reading the defense wrong? Was he physically not able to get the ball downfield? Or was his clock off because he's he's getting hit all the time? Was his clock off because he knows the offensive line could crumble at any second? That's a legitimate concern and a legitimate worry. And now that Lapham's mentioned it, it definitely, definitely makes me wonder – well, how much longer can Andy deal with this? And, I, and I've already suggested what they should do is they should trade, and they should have traded. By the time you hear this, we'll know if they, they trade. I'm recording it. There's still a couple hours left before the deadline. I assume they're not, they didn't make a trade, and if they did, I'll come back and edit this podcast. But let's assume they don't trade for an offensive lineman. What long-term effects not only can it have on this season, but on Andy Dalton if he's getting hit and hit and hit and hit and hit and hit. You can't have bad Andy on this team. You can't have that Andy because they're not going to win against good teams. Look at who they've beat with this bad offensive line. Yes, Andy's played well and not turned the ball over, but good teams are going to force turnovers, and it's much easier for them to do so when the Bengals' offensive line is letting them through time and time and time again. Right? To me, that, that makes sense. Now, one good thing. One good thing about this team is the running game. The running game has gotten better. The running game has improved. One reason why Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill, the Bengals running game, if you've noticed, the tackles are starting to pull more. And that's led to better runs for Gio. That's led to better runs for Jeremy Hill. Gio averaged 5.2 or or nearly 5 yards a carry last week. And the Bengals in general are averaging 5.2 yards a carry over the past couple couple weeks. Dan Horde was there, Bengals play-by-play guy and others, including myself in the Bengals locker room, and Giovanni Bernard talked about the success of the running game in recent weeks. last two weeks, you've averaged 184 yards, I think, rushing and five and a half yards a carry. Do you feel like all that hard work has allowed you guys to turn the corner in that area? Uh, things are just falling into place. I guess it's a matter of, you know, guys just taking it a little bit more serious or whatever it is, uh, you know, guys being on the same page. 
Uh, but you know, we we know what type of running game we have. We know we can we can rush for over 200 yards every game. We know that. Uh, it's just a matter of you know what situations happen in the game where we need to throw the ball more, throw the ball less, run the ball more, run the ball less. Uh, obviously, that's a big you know proponent on you know if we run a lot or not. So. Is there a rushing stat that you value the most, whether it's yards per carry or total yards, or what? What do you focus on as a sign that okay, this is good? Yeah, I mean, I've always been the type of yard per carry kind of guy. Um, that's always kind of been my thing. You can't really determine how many times you get the ball, but you know, when you do get the ball, you can hopefully make something happen. That's Giovanni Bernard, and yeah, he's made something happen when he's had the ball in his hands. And to me, he's the best Bengals, the uh, best running back on the roster, and he needs to lead the team in carries not Jeremy Hill. Let's get to one more thing because it's something I feel strongly about. And as far as kickers go, none, no one is better at answering questions if he's going to, if he fails after he's, you know, under scrutiny, after fans are calling for him to get cut or released or whatever, than Mike Nugent. Mike Nugent, it was not afraid. He answered every single question that reporters had today. And here's my thing. Here's my thing with Mike before you hear him. Mike Nugent isn't the reason the Bengals lost. And he admits, he says he's the reason they lost, and he goes on and on and on. Since when does Mike Nugent nail 51-yard field goals? I knew he wasn't probably not going to make that one. I knew it was a long shot. I get giving him the opportunity, I guess, but I would have understood them going for it too on fourth and six instead of them giving Nugent the opportunity. Two, he missed an extra point. And yes, that could have changed the game. It's real simple to say, well, they would have won by one. They went into overtime, James, but that would have changed what the Redskins did. The Redskins went and went for a field goal. You never know if the Redskins score a touchdown. Ultimately, though, who are we blaming for it? Who do you blame in life? In life, right? Do you blame the manager, the CEO, the person that has control of the entire offense who makes the most money, or do you blame... The secretary. Secretary has a job. Secretary has the forward call. Secretary's important. There's a reason they're there, a.k.a. kicker. The kicker's important. There's a reason Mike Nugent's there. He's there to make field goals. He's paid to make extra points, and he expects to make every single one. He missed one, and he says that it's his fault that they lost because he left four points out there. Wrong. Ooh, that was a Donald Trump. Wrong. It's true, though. Wrong. That's not why. The defense couldn't stop anything. Looked like Swiss cheese out there for the majority of the game. That plays a much bigger role than the secretary. How much money's in that defense? How much money was spent on that defense? Well, they need to play better. Andy Dalton. I know we talked about the clock and you heard Lapham. He's a slant away to A.J. Green with four minutes to go from icing this thing. Andy Dalton is a player to away in overtime from getting Mike another chance to redeem himself and kick the game-winning field goal. Instead, he fumbled it on the quarterback sneak. Andy Dalton was an interception away from giving Nugent another chance to kick a field goal. He missed an extra point. The 51-yarder, I'm probably giving him a pass. So I I look at Mike Nugent, and everyone's going to blame him, and he's going to take the blame because he's a stand-up guy. Wrong. He messed up. But so did the linebackers in the play of the linebackers and the secondary and all those. I think that that's worse and more important than what Mike Nugent did on Sunday. Call me crazy, but that's how I look at it. Here's Mike Nugent in the Bengals locker room today, owning it like a professional, even though to me, there's so many mistakes. You can't blame them all on Nugent. Here's Mike Nugent. You wish there was a game this week to get back out there? Um, 
You know what? I, th I think it is a good time for a buy right now. I think uh, just to get some time away is, is really going to help. I think it will help everybody, but uh, me personally, I'm you know, just going to stay in shape, you know, keep doing it. I, I don't like to take the whole week off because then, the, you know, certain muscles like your groin just completely goes to sleep if it gets five days off. So uh, it's one of those things I want to keep working at it and, um, you know, have a lot to work for. Do you still feel kind of anxious just to get out there and, and get that kind of redemption? I don't right now, only because I know we don't have a game on Sunday. I think um, you, physically you just know, like, keep yourself in check for the week, but, you know, mentally just get away from the game. I, you know, I, I think I believe that's the main reason for a bye, just to get away from it for a little bit. But um, still remember, like, the season's only halfway done and still a lot, of, a lot to go. How much were you hoping for a chance in overtime? It, I really wanted it, I think, um, but it was mainly because, you know, it was, hey, I put us in, in my opinion, people might agree or disagree, but, I, like, I left four points off the board. If those four points are back, we shouldn't be in overtime, and all these guys shouldn't have to play a fifth quarter. And um, so I think it's one of those things, like, I felt, I, just, I really wanted it mainly because I just, I need to make up for past mistakes. You talked about, you know, you expect to make every single extra point. Do you? Approach 50-yard field goals the same way that everyone has to be. Made. Yeah, definitely. Because if I'm if I'm coaching a kid, I, I would tell him, don't get back at you know if it's a kid like 10-year-old, don't get back at 40 yards and try to kill the ball. You want to hit it exactly the same. Um, so I want to hit an 18-yarder or 19-yarder exactly like I would kick like a 58-yarder, just the same same exact hit. So um, you know, like the the 51 that I missed in the game this week, you know it. I didn't miss it hard left, but left enough where it's not like it would have snuck in if it was a 49-yarder. You know, it still would have been a miss. So, um, just one of those things. You just, I, I just would always say, like, I, got, I have to hit the same ball every time. When you talk about working out during the the bye week, or actual kicking, or just doing mm -hmm. exercise? Yeah, where definitely. Um, I usually find, I'm going back out to Arizona, so find a place in Arizona that I, like the kind of places that I kick when I'm out there, and um, you know, just make sure to stay in shape. Will you do anything different than you might have if you hadn't? Say it had a better two weeks going into the bye. No, I. No, I wouldn't do anything differently. I'm, I'm gonna do what I would have, what I have been doing the past few years. You know, just make sure. You know, you get a little older, you, you can't can't take much time off uh, because if I came back on Monday and hit some balls, you know, it, it, I would be sore for a few days. So it's one of those things. Don't let all all the work you put in so far go away for a week off. Is anybody taking a side there and Marvin and said, look, guy. Don't worry, hang in there, you're our guy. Well, I mean, you know, Darren and Marvin are the most supportive people I've ever been around. Um, I, when you have a bad game like that, or me personally, when I do, it's not, you know, it's not, I don't get beat down. You know, like, like it, teammates and all the coaches, everyone's just like, hey, all right, we're going in overtime, you know, get out there and win it for us kind of thing. So I think the support system is incredible. And, um, just the way I'm treated is is very, very, very like, hey, you're our guy. And, you know, we know you're gonna make the next one. Is that, is that the way it is for the long term? You think too? I mean, uh, any you know, like anybody after the game or on the flight home, say, hey, we're with you. Oh yeah, yeah, a bunch of guys on the plane and things like that. And um, you know, it's good to work with Darren because Darren knows the mechanics of it, and he knows, hey, you know, this isn't a mental thing. I'm, I'm just, you know, I just have to hit the ball better, you know, and get my technique better. And um, he's a great guy to work with, not only the support, but just his knowledge of not only the game, but kicking with me for seven years now. Uh, he knows exactly. He doesn't have to watch the ball. He can see if I made it or not by watching me. So you were saying after the game, you're not worried about you, you, you don't worry about things like job security. Right? You've been no. too long. And no, it's one of those things. I at the end of the day, I, I get paid to make field goals, and I haven't done that the last two weeks. So um, 
whenever the next opportunity arises, you know, I, I need to finish for my teammates. What's the difference between a made PAT and a missed one? Is it an inch on the ball? Is it a centimeter? I mean, what are we talking about? Um, it's it, it can be so many factors. Um, for me, just it was the exact same hit as the 51. Just really hard, nice, solid hit, but just pulled. And um, just imagine hitting the ball kind of on the heel of a golf club. You know, just got a little bit up on my ankle, and um, that's that's gonna feel like a good hit. Kind of like a pull in golf feels like you crushed it, but it didn't go straight. It's the exact same thing. So it, at times it could feel good, but um, you got to make sure you do everything else correctly to make it go in. That's Mike Nugent earlier today in the Bengals locker room. He answered more questions. I just didn't want to give you seven minutes of the kicker talking. Look, he messed up on Sunday. He's not the sole reason. He's not the most important reason uh, why the Bengals lost. You, you can say whatever you want, but it starts with Andy. Then it goes to the defense to me. And then you go to Mike Nugent. That's just how I look at it. That's how I'll continue to look at it. If you want to argue, you can on Twitter at James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Like I said, tomorrow you're going to hear from Jeremy Hill. Joe Goodberry will join us on Thursday, so stay tuned for that. And you're going to get exclusive audio like that from the Bengals locker room in one spot. So do do me a favor. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to iTunes or go to audioboom.com. Subscribe to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Then... Tell your friends, all your Bengals friends out there, whether they're in London, whether they're here or in Texas or in Alaska, let them know and let's get the word out because we're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the fastest growing podcast network in the world today. We want to keep it growing. It's been growing so far. We're under 30 episodes and it's taken off like crazy. I want to keep it going. I'm James Erpine. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.